Freight Waves continues to follow the incredibly sad story of Indianapolis-based carrier Seldon Group abruptly shutting its doors, leaving 4,000 people without jobs weeks before Christmas. We here at Freight Waves want to help. Freight Waves has established a free job board for companies to post their openings and for people looking for employment in the freight industry to share their resumes. There's no cost for anyone to participate. Hundreds of jobs have already been added to the site. If you're looking for employment or have a job to post, head to FreightWaves.Careers. Hey everyone and welcome to this week's On The Spot. I'm Zach Strickland here with John Paul Hampstead as usual. JP. Yep. Hey, how's it thanks going? Thanks for having me. Um, why did I say that? I'm on, on the show every yeah, week. every week. But, um, <laughs> you know, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. We had our Monica. Christmas party last night. That, that, was, that was fun. A lot and we, of, we made it. A lot of really <laughs> ugly sweaters. Uh, we're still here this morning, though, so yeah, that's cool. Um, I don't know. Let's talk about markets. Let's get yeah. into it. Yeah, so it's been a pretty good peak season so far, uh, especially on the retail side. Uh, right. You know, some of the things we've been watching across the country, the Midwest is finally picked back up. Uh, the Southeast has started to pick. I mean, really just tightness everywhere. It's pretty pervasive, except for a few uh, small markets across the country. But uh, what are you hearing right now? I know we were talking about Minnesota, Minneapolis the other day, seeing some of the highest yeah, rates ever. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, um, just talking to brokers, paying, you know, upwards of five to $6,000 to move loads from Minnesota and Wisconsin to the East Coast and into down into sort of northern Florida. Um, super expensive. I heard it from a, a, a Chicago-based broker too that the the sort of uh, you know the AORBD uh, ELD ELD mandate that change has actually really impacted team capacity because now you no longer have like the fake mo like husband and wife teams you no longer have like the hard solos uh, and the team like true team capacity has gotten really tight and made those cross country runs super expensive wow but um, I agree with you Zach that overall what we're seeing is a pretty nice retail pop nothing crazy nothing special um, but you know th it delivered yeah, outbound tender Santa, rejection. Santa's coming. Yeah, yeah. Outbound outbound tender rejection rates are as high as they've been since January sixth, I believe. Uh, so we're bumped yeah. over eleven percent for the right. first time since that point of time. So I mean, that's a pretty good signal. Uh, you know, speaking of Minnesota, I watched those rejection rates just go off the charts here this week. Yeah, I mean, it blew yeah. up. Especially <laughs> anything, especially for refrigerator equipment, I yeah. think, um, in, the, in the upper Midwest and really down through like Missouri. It's just... Reefer demand actually spiked in Florida, uh, you know. Oh, really? Yeah, some uh, maybe some early season, you know, you know, the produce comes out of Florida this time of year as well. I mean, they have a late extended season. So, uh, yeah, we saw some reefer demand spikes there coming out of Florida this That's, in this that's interesting. Um, what about rates? So they're all high. <laughs> yeah. Are they are they like getting sort of is it sort of like anything goes? Are we that are we getting that crazy or are are brokers like keep kind of keeping a handle on the market? So it, it's pretty much like free for all at this point. Um, I think everybody's pretty much realized that the supply conditions are way down. You know, volumes actually are not driving it, but they are elevated year over year. You know, everybody talks about this 2018 being this big massive. A robust year, and you know we're killing 2018 right now. You right, saw the, right, 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 right. You saw the tender volume index eight percent up year over year. So, 
That's what's that's what's that was what actually surprised me about about this holiday season is that going into it, we were telling people, hey, if if there is going to be tightness, it's going to be on the supply side, not because of anomalous demand. Right. Yet, um, unlike 2018, which saw like you know sort of steady deterioration in national volumes through the month of December, they've. I mean, they've gone down this December, but not 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 harshly. Yeah, not, last year, not sharply. Yeah, I think I think one of the things to note is last year we were in the middle of the free fall throughout retail uh, last right, year. Right, right. I mean, uh, volumes declined rapidly after Thanksgiving. I mean, capacity didn't necessarily just disappear, but you know, we talked about it last week where the uh, the conditions were such that we had some time where the tender rejections and the capacity kind of softened for about a week or two prior to ramping back up. Uh, this year we didn't have that, right? And so it so part of the reason uh, the market's been tight is it, it's it's both sides really it's it's demand and supply yeah. which is interesting. And it, I guess my question for you, Zach, is how persistent and permanent do you think um, supp- supply side tightness, capacity tightness? is right now i mean is it is it just is it about weather is it about home time is it about you know people not wanting to drive during the holidays because the rates aren't high enough or are are we seeing like is the capacity cycle turning i i think it is turning but it's not going to be turning to the extent that january we're going to see like we saw in early 2018. You know, it, I, I think we're seeing this big smile, you know. Right, the, right. 2018 terms, January yeah. was <laughs> anomalous. Yes, yes. It was like hot. Yeah. It was like a, it was like a white hot right. January. Yeah, I, I think uh, winter is here. You know, yeah. it's well, it's coming, what is it, in a day or so? Uh, winter? winter? It, it's here, dude. It's here. So, there's, I mean, the winter there's, season. There's frost on my windshield. Yeah. <laughs> so, January is still going to be January. Right. Uh, and I think this January is actually going to be pretty rough. So, it, it's not going to be different this time? <laughs> no. I don't, think, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think people are going to expect to see June volumes in January for some reason. Right. Um, okay. I, I think, you know, this, is a, this has been a really good peak, really good, uh, given know, Given, like, how bad the summer was, yeah. the peak this year is really good. But Q1, I mean, you know, it's 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 not. I don't, it's still Q1. There, there are reasons, <laughs> and and if you talk again, I think I, I said this last week. But if you talk to Henry Byers, there are reasons to be fairly bearish on Q1. Yep. Um, just with all the freight that's already in the country, and um, you know, a much slower economy than than uh, Q1 2018, things like that. Like, you know, and I guess the main question is just. The truck drivers, the capacity, and and what role that plays, and that's that's one of the hardest parts of the equation to measure. Yeah, and and well, the supply side conditions in the long run look to be a little, you know, I mean they're bearish throughout the first half of the year, but I think we're going to start to see, especially with the ELD, AORBD, uh, increasing barriers to entry, the alcohol drug alcohol clearinghouse, all of these things are going to come together. But mainly increasing costs are going to keep people from entering on the market as, as readily as they were before. Um, and that's going to show up in this next three to six months, I think gradually uh, at first. And then by the second half of the year, we, we could potentially see another 2017-ish type scenario. Right. What are the things we should be looking for in the first quarter that would like tell us sort of directionally like where the market's is going? So you really need to see how the volumes are performing year over year. You can ignore January this year. We're going to have a double hit in terms of Christmas on Wednesday, New Year's Eve on Wednesday. That's going to create this two-week lull. 
uh, with shippers. I mean, it's going to take them time. I watch it every year, uh, you know, especially with the timing of the holidays. Like when the New Year's or Christmas holidays are earlier in the week or later in the week, it doesn't have as big of an impact. But this one will have, it's like taking a two-week vacation. Right. So we're not going to see these volumes ramp up rapidly at all. People have seasonal affective disorder, uh, <laughs> you know, they kind of, you know, frankly get lazy around the holidays, yep. they don't want to work as much, um, and they're taking time off anyway, and so they get back, and, you know, whether you're a transportation manager or a dispatcher or whatever it is, it's like you just, like, you don't put as much freight out. No. And, and you, you spend more time, you, you say things like, oh, we're, we're, we're getting situated again. Yeah. <laughs> right? Which is basically means... Yeah, we're not working. Yeah, I mean, and a lot of the stuff that's moving now is retail. Right. A lot of the stuff that moves in January is industrial. And we're basically in an industrial recession right now. Right. Uh, it's slumping pretty dramatically. You know, listening to Anthony Smith talk about this, yeah. uh, industrial production growth is down negative for the last, like, six months. And what I worry about, too, is entering into, um, you know, depending on kind of where you fall on the political spectrum or, or not, you know, frankly, uh, Entering into an election year isn't, especially with the, the current political dynamics, isn't really the best setup for an industrial recovery. Like it's not like right. it's not like people who are say people who were um, cautious in 2018 because of trade policy uncertainty, right. they're not suddenly going to get super confident um, in you know 2020. You know, if it's if we've got like, for example, Trump versus you know Sanders or something right. like that, right? Yeah, no, they're going to be a little bit more hesitant to invest and get that going. So it's it's you know especially considering, and there's a lot of political unrest at the at the top there. So they're right. they're not going to necessarily be willing to invest in you know new facilities, new production, capital goods expenditures. The only are thing be down. if if we can get if we can keep the positive momentum going on trade, mm -hmm. that might sparks some kind of like CEO confidence. Other than that though, you know, yeah. It's it's hard to it's hard to it's hard to if you look at all of the list of things that could make January uh, or, or you know the first quarter better than expected, you know, it's not there's, there's not, not a lot. There's not a lot. There. So we'll have we'll have to wait and see on the on the recovery side, but supply side dynamics should be pretty constrictive here in the next couple of months. So it'll be right. an interesting uh, summer, if you will. Uh, well, that'll about do it for this week's On the Spot. So make sure to check us out on all our social media. Check out our FreightWaves Live app uh, if you haven't already. And everybody have a great, safe holiday. And we'll see you in a couple of weeks. In May of 2020, FreightWaves Live is headed back to the largest freight market in the Southeast, Atlanta, Georgia. Join FreightWaves for our best event yet, featuring captivating keynote speakers and rapid-fire demos of technology that is sure to take our industry to the next level. This is your opportunity to interact with some of the most innovative leaders as we mark a new decade in transportation. See you in Atlanta May 5th and 6th.